Uh, well, can I wish you a happy Christmas? As I said at Bourneville last week, I feel I can say happy Christmas because we've heard Oh Holy Night and Fallen on Annie. So uh, it's officially Christmas now in, uh, in my eyes anyway. And uh, great, the band just sounding absolutely amazing. And thank you to, to all our readers as well. Uh, we're going to reflect just for a few minutes uh, on the name Emmanuel. Uh, we, it's a word we say quite a bit at Christmas. It's something that's on a lot of our Christmas cards. But actually, what does it really mean? It's mentioned just three times in the Bible. And uh, we're just going to hear one of those mentions uh, in the book of Matthew at the very beginning, just in the last few verses of chapter one of the book of Matthew. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. So Emmanuel is mentioned there that God will come to earth to live among us, God with us. And I don't know about you, but that is such a, a reassuring truth that in his name is that promise that God is with us. He's with us as we look to a new year. He's with us as we look to a Christmas that is uncertain globally, is uncertain nationally, and may well for many of us be uncertain personally. And yet we have this incredible promise that God is with us. And uh, this is prophesied in Isaiah in chapter 7 and 8 that God will come and rescue the earth. And when Isaiah was writing, there was so much destruction, a little bit like today, uh, so much destruction on the earth, and yet he was able to say that a saviour would come who would be Emmanuel, who would be God with us, who would be God with skin on, as we just heard. And maybe it's hard for us to even imagine just how incredible that actually is and was. If we go back to the traditions of the Jewish faith, if we look at what it was like to go into the tabernacle, there was only one person who was allowed in to the Holy of Holies where God lived, if you like, where they believed that his holiness dwelt. Only one person, and that was God's elected high priest. And how many times a year was he allowed to go in just once? On the Day of Atonement, he could go in just once on behalf of everyone. And one of the things, the, one of the reasons why there was such a heavy curtain across that Holy of Holies was to protect God from the ordinariness of man, to protect God from the sin, if you like, of man. And so there was this veil, there was this curtain that sort of said, if you like, keep out to man because only the high priest could intercede, only the high priest could enter in. And I find it deeply moving that when Jesus Christ died, as we just heard, when his skin was ripped apart, that that curtain in the temple miraculously just ripped in two. That is a, a natural phenomenon. It's incredible that that happened. And that should give us incredible hope this Christmas for our worlds and for our lives. 
Because when that happened, it was symbolic that God was with us eternally. At the beginning of Matthew, we hear that God is with us. But the very last thing Jesus says at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, surely I am with you till the end of the age. Till the end of time, he is with us. And his gift, God's gift to us was and is Jesus, the greatest high priest, if you like, that took on death, that not only came to, to, to be born, but to die so that we could be with him eternally. And that actually overcoming death for us, overcoming sin, overcoming the ordinariness of our lives, if you like, to say not only would he live amongst us, but he would find his place in our hearts, as Andy prayed earlier on that actually he would dwell in us as well as among us if we let him. Now, I don't know about you. I was clearing up the house the other day and moving things around. And Jessie, my goddaughter, who's living with me for a couple of years while she's a student in Birmingham, said, Judy, who are we expecting? And I was just clearing up. But it was clearly a pattern that she's noticed that when people are coming, everything starts to be moved around and tidied up. And uh, I, I guess many of us, if, if we're honest, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, there's a few of you nodding and reassuring me. It's not just me. But actually, that really is one of the messages of Christmas too, that we need to clean things up because a saviour has come that the mess of our lives, the brokenness of our lives, the sin of our lives, we need to clean it up. And we can do that by the grace of Jesus, by his strength, by his spirit, by his power in our lives. And we know that our sin can distance us from the beauty of God. Even at this season, I was really struck, Piers Morgan is never someone I thought I'd ever quote in a sermon, but he said this week, he looked into the camera on morning television when they were announcing that Boxing Day now, shops are going to even be opening on Boxing Day, which means people are going to have to work, which means only one day with their families instead of two. And it seems we can't make it for two straight days without buying anything. And he looked in horror into the camera lens and he said, surely consumerism has finally consumed us and I felt a real chill but I also thought he's right if we're not careful that that is going to be the very air that we breathe but this Emmanuel this God with us this truth this promise says differently uh, I was watching uh, on Facebook a story unfold uh, that some of you might have read. And uh, I don't know if it's a true story or a bit of an apocryphal story, but there's a story of a young man who grows up in a very wealthy community, very consumerist. And he thinks, you know, when I'm 21, I know what my dad is going to give me. I absolutely know. He's hinted about it over time. And I know what I'm going to get on my 21st birthday. He's going to get me a brand spanking new car. And he just knows it. He knows his dad knows him and uh, he knows that's going to happen on his 21st birthday sure enough his dad calls him in I like to think it's his study I might have made that bit up but I'm quite old school and uh, comes into the study and he stands before his dad thinking he's going to get it and his dad just hands him uh, a beautiful book a blank book as it looks uh, to the guy and he says uh, happy birthday son uh, and that's for all your adventures in life and this guy is so angry, so misled because of all those prophecies, if you like, all those hints from his dad that actually it was going to be a good gift, that he just throws it to the ground. He leaves and he rejects his father and he says, I'm not speaking to him again. And he doesn't. 
doesn't speak to him again. He rejects the gift, he rejects his dad, and he goes right away. And it's only when he hears that his father is about to die that he goes back to see if they can make amends, and it's sadly too late, and his dad has already died. And so he starts to sort through some of his dad's things, and he finds the book, the journal, the, the paper, the beautiful paper book, and he realizes how badly he behaved, and he looks in the front and realizes that his dad had written in it, and his dad had written that he wanted to share all of his adventures with his son, and he said, write everything down in here so that we can share them. In other words, his dad wanted to share life with him. He wanted to live the adventure with him every step of the way, but even worse was as he flicks through at the back, a key drops out, and his father had bought him a car, and he'd missed it. He'd missed it in his anger. He'd missed it because he thought his dad didn't understand him. He'd missed it because, obviously, he thought that he would have the car there and then. And when I read that, yes, it's a very consumerist story, and I apologize for that in one sense, but actually it resonates with where our world's at, that we have this Bible, this beautiful truth that is applicable in every situation in our lives in so many ways and we can reject it or say it's not relevant anymore or we can reject it and say it's not enough for us or that actually God doesn't know us or why would he have sent us the suffering or the pain that we're in and we can say he doesn't understand us but God with us says yes he feels for all our sadness. He wants to rejoice in our gladness and feel with us in our sadness. That actually the pain that you feel even this morning, some of you, he feels with us. But he is a father who has a gift that is yet to come for us. If we believe in him, that is an eternal gift. We're going to um, respond in a moment to just this reminder that God is Emmanuel. Uh, always with us, eternally. And uh, we're going to hear a song from the band that's going to help us do that, and then we're going to do a creative exercise that I hope will really inspire us uh, as we look ahead to the, uh, the year ahead, really. Um, but before we do that, I just would like us to watch this short video, and uh, it's called He Came Down. And it's a particular encouragement to those of us who are thinking, where is God in some of the mess of our lives, and maybe some of the mess globally and nationally as well. Uh, so this is called He Came Down. Uh, Max Licardo talks about the fact that the hand, if you like, that ruled the world, became a baby's hand that needed to cling to its mother. And uh, I think just even in that symbol, we get a real sense of what God was prepared to do for you and for me at Christmas time. He was prepared to come down, to live in our mess, to live in our brokenness, to redeem it in beautiful, unimaginable ways that we've yet to see in many ways, and also to redeem our lives in eternity uh, forever now and then uh, as I said I'm going to ask us to respond in a way that I hope will bring us real encouragement this Christmas and uh, what we'd love you to do is write one way where you are trusting God as Emmanuel in the year ahead, where you need his Emmanuel, if you like, you need his presence and your calling 
Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. It might be a personal situation for you, uh, something you're facing in the year ahead, uh, maybe something that you're facing with trepidation. And you need to remind yourself of that promise that he will be with you every step and every hour of every day. It may be for something else. It may be for something in our world uh, that you long to see his Emmanuel, God with us for those people. And then on the other side of the card, or on the other piece if you've got the double one, is just to write something in your life that you would like to clean up. Something where you want to make room for his Emmanuel. That sense that he has come to live in you. Uh, that that is his promise if you've asked him into your heart. And maybe you're aware there's a habitual sin. Maybe you're aware that there's something that you keep doing that perhaps in some way hurts him as he's present in your home, if you like. And I just want to reassure you on this. You'll be the only person that's going to read this. Uh, you'll notice that we have an envelope. You're going to seal that. And what we're going to ask you to do is to write your address on it. And uh, we're going to send it back to you in a year from now. Uh, so this is where you think you will be in a year's time. It might be the same address. Uh, I'm sure we can track you down if you're visiting us. But um, do just write your address on it. And we wanted to send it. We're sending it across the sites this time next year, exactly a year from now. And we hope that it serves as a reminder when it comes through your door uh, that God has been with you, that you can rejoice that he was faithful, that he was Emmanuel, God with you in that situation, that you see his hallmark his provision, his fingerprints over that. And maybe a reminder as well that you made a promise today to try and clean that area up uh, where you know that he has come to live with you and in you and you don't want to do anything really to push him away. So uh, let's just uh, quietly let the band play and reflect and uh, when you're ready, write your address, seal it up and then we've got some nice Christmassy boxes that will come round for you to put that into.